welcome to this episode of Cole Talk. I'm your host, Cole Martins, and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics at the end of the show. You can even tweet with me during the event. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit, to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. You can follow the podcast on any major platform, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms out there. So don't forget to hit that subscribe and or follow button. Also, to thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. To see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about what happened on WWE's Monday Night Raw. A little bit of wrestling as this episode aired on October 24th, 2022. Uh, quite a few, uh, one, at least one big match announced for the night and, and that coming into the show. And that was Bailey taking on Bianca Belair. Uh, a rematch of what happened at Extreme Rules. This time the title was not on the line. This is just Bailey going one-on-one with uh uh, Bianca Belair, so a uh, great match in that one. As the rest of the show was kind of up in the air, so maybe you kind of think maybe something crazy was going to happen this match because there's nothing planned. Uh, we did get a little bit of shock at the end of the show, which we'll start off with the main event of the night anyways. So we'll talk about Bailey taking on Bianca Belair. And in this one, uh, Dakota Kai and Neil Sky were, besides Bailey, of course, damage control staying together in this one, as they have taken out everybody that could possibly help Bianca Belair in this match, as they take out Candice Ray early in the night while, they're doing an inter- while she was doing an interview. Also, we had Alexa Bliss and Asuka taken out prior weeks before by damage control, so now Bianca Belair is all alone by herself. And these two women, these two big rivals, went back and forth this match, a very great match. Uh, they had a lot of time to show off in the ring and show what they could do. The match that goes went very, very well throughout. Uh, great one. Uh, of course, damage control getting involved as Dakota Kai and Neil Sky were getting uh, trying to get in the head of Bianca Belair from time to time. Which led us to the point where at the end of the match, we would see uh, Sky and Kai clear off the table. Bianca was able to pile on Baby from the top of it before slamming her into the ring post and into the apron. Uh, this would lead to the Women's State Team Champions tra- trying to distract the referee. But then out of nowhere, the big surprise happened on the night. We would see Nikki Cross come out of nowhere, take down the ref and both women at ringside uh, with a huge cross body from the top rope. Then she would also take out Bianca Belair before a new ref would come running down to the ring. She would The ref would count one, two, three and declare Bailey the winner of the match. So while Bailey's in the ring celebrating, Cross comes out of nowhere once again, starts beating the living hell out of uh, Bailey, and at the end of the all, all four women were on the ground. The ref was on the ground, and we had Nikki Cross staying in the middle of the ring with no mask. I should mention street, almost street clothes on, and everything. As the old Nikki Cross from Sanity back in NXT, her early run on the main roster in WWE is back, which is great to see because this Nikki Cross is the best Nikki Cross in my opinion. We were sick of the superhero thing. That was a stupid gimmick anyways. That made no sense in my opinion whatsoever. Uh, yes, of course, the mask may be sold for little kids and stuff like that. Maybe that was the mindset of that when WWE did it. But as an adult fan, it's good to see the crazy Nikki Cross back. The girl that was just insane would do everything just off the wire. Uh, kind of like the female version of John Moxley. Not as, of course, not as great as John Moxley. But uh, somewhat like that character, I guess you could say a little bit, where she's just unhinged. But again, great to see that Nikki Cross back. We ended the show with just the camera looking at her and she look at her looking right back into the camera. Uh, so the air went out the air again, leaving that uh, suspense kind of into what's going to happen next week 
Is this going to set up a triple threat, mat, triple threat match between these women for the uh, championship at uh, Survivor Series? Possibly a lot of things could be this could be building up to. It seems like WWE's, I'll mention this throughout the show as well, and I'll mention this at the end, but it seems like this show is kind of just slowly going through until the Crown Rule pay-per-view, and then they're going to start building up for Survivor Series after that. Uh, but right now, this makes things a little bit more interesting now. As again, Nikki Cross makes a return without the mask. This ain't Nikki A.S.H. anymore. This is actually Nikki Cross as she takes out Bailey and Bianca Belair. And now maybe possibly trying to put her spot in to the Raw Women's Championship title picture. Now we'll go back to what began the night. As this is the other match that was uh, announced before the show was Carl Anderson taking on Finn Balor. But Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Ray Ripley... Judgment Day opened Raw with a promo talking about how pretty much great they were, talking about everything they did, how amazing they were, how Dominic was able to beat AJ Styles the week prior, and how pretty much Dominic would take the mic and pretty much say that he is the Eddie Guerrero of this generation, which is kind of a big slap in the face if you ask me and every other fan, and that's why he just got booed out of the building pretty much at this point, which is good. It shows Dom's getting a lot more hate than uh, what he, we thought he would possibly be getting. Uh, of course, a lot of people think he's not even good enough to be on the main roster. So, again, that's another debate for another time at this point. But uh, Dominic has been doing a lot better on Judgment Day. I will say that at least. And hopefully he continues to improve as time goes on here. And he can learn under Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, then while Dominic was talking, we would have the OC, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows all come out. The phenomenal one would uh, make fun of Dom comparing himself when he compared himself to Eddie Guerrero and said he was more like James Ellsworth, which I was shocked that came out of uh, AJ Styles' mouth because we haven't seen James Ellsworth in, what, two or three years, it seems like. But an awesome reference to use by AJ Styles, especially with the rivalry he had with Ellsworth. Uh, this would uh, then set everybody up in the ring, and Carl Anderson then started to talk crap saying, which Baylor was talking about the club and saying how I started the club. You guys wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. I began I begin things, and they continue to... Uh, do, they dominate the company, is what I meant to should be saying here. Uh, Anderson would take the mic and said, "All right, we're both in the ring. Let's get this going. Let's get this match underway." This would happen instantly. No commercial break. No nothing. We just run right into the match, which is actually very surprising. I don't think I've ever seen WWE do that. It was a great move by WWE. The match went underway as both these two former Bullet Club uh, allies locked up and went back and forth with each other. Uh, great in-ring action between both these guys. The machine gun. Uh, Anderson would try to go after Ben Finbauer's leg through most of this match. As uh, this one would go back and forth, we'd see a little bit of action happen outside the ring where everybody who was in the match, so we had Damian Priest, Dominic, uh, Gallows, and AJ Styles all go for going at each other outside the ring. Gallows would get the last laugh, what it seemed like at the moment, as he was celebrating outside the ring. Then probably the major spot that happened on Monday Night Raw was from Maria Ripley, as uh, Gallows would turn around, Maria Ripley would pick up, legit pick up, Carl Anderson and body slam him onto the ground. Let, let, let me remind you that Gallows is 290 pounds. She picked him up with ease, held him up, and then uh, body slammed him to the ground, which is an absolute incredible strength by Rhea Ripley. This almost just blew my mind. It blew my mind to the point where it just reminded me of China and uh, Beth Phoenix a little bit. So hopefully, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully at some point we get to see Rhea Ripley at some sort of like male versus female stage where she's fighting for the Intercontinental Championship, U.S. Championship, or one of those championships. It'd be awesome to see Rhea Ripley kind of be that woman in the company who can face off with the men and beat them up. So maybe it's something we might be teasing at that here now with Ripley. So hopefully, again, in the future, we're going to see that side of Rhea Ripley in some bigger matches. Uh, but after she did this suplex, uh, body slam, 
to Gallo. She went in the ring while the ref was distracted, hit a low blow on Anderson. We get a roll up from Finn Ballard, and that is how that match would end. But a good match overall. A lot of great action in this match. It was a great way to begin the night. Again, Rhea Ripley kind of stole the whole thing with her uh, body slam. Uh, but again, it was a great match between Ballard and Anderson in the ring. Uh, and I thought it was a great way to begin the show. Up next, we had Baron Corbin taking on Johnny Gargano. This all started with JBL and Baron Corbin running into Johnny Gargano backstage as uh, they would kind of, Gargano would start talking crap about Baron Corbin and all his names, Happy Corbin, Constable Corbin, uh, whatever the Corbin's he was back in the past. Uh, this would have JBL tell him to go meet him in the ring. Uh, then JBL would be talking about Johnny Gargano wouldn't even be existing in WWE if he was in the Attitude Era. And that should lead to Johnny Gargano coming out and starting this match between Corbin uh, and Gargano. Uh, Gargano had a lot of momentum going into this match. He uh, was looking pretty good. And at one point, he even had some fun during the match. He ended up taking JBL's cowboy hat, putting it on his head, jumping off the announce table, hitting a DDT onto Corbin. And then continuing to wear a hat as he gets in the ring. JBL not happy about this. Had the ref distracted. While the ref was distracted, he ended up tripping Jay, uh, Gargano, taking him out for a little bit, which would allow Corbin to hit the end of days and pick up the win in this match. Uh, again, a good match, I think, but both these guys, good pace throughout it. Uh, a lot of good action between these two. This was Corbin's, uh, Cor better than Corbin's match the previous week against Dolph Ziggler, I think. I think this kind of showed off Corbin a little bit better with his new package. Uh, of course, the help of JBL being able to help win this match, it went good for both these guys because Johnny Gargano loses dirty, so it doesn't hurt his uh, character at all. So it'll be interesting to see what this could lead to in the future as it leads to more matches with Corbin. Or if we, of course, we have JB, uh, Gargano, who's going to be getting into a little thing with The Miz next week. Because, uh, which we'll get over here into a little bit as well. Actually, we'll just get into that right now, even though I have that, I don't know, I have that listed next. But we had The Miz who came out to talk about his feud with Dexter Loomis in the middle of the ring. Talk about how this, talking about how we, everything that's happened to him that he can't mention. And how I haven't seen Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa in weeks. Uh, because he believes that he was, in, uh, he's, he was taken by him. And, and how he had all these sleepless nights and all that. Django Gunner would come out in this one and pretty much tell The Miz that he is full of it. He's lying about all this stuff. That he revealed that Ciampa's injured and not missing. He has to tell the A-lister that he has to tell the truth if he wants this all to stop. And pretty much The Miz would keep on going. I'm telling the truth, 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 truth. Which then out of nowhere, of course, our truth music hit. And that was absolutely brilliant. I love that. Our truth would come out pretty much saying, you want to tell the truth, I'm here. So tell me what you want to tell me. Which led to a match between these two. Uh, pretty good competitive match between these two. That was fun and back and forth. The crowd, of course, uh, our truth being in his hometown in Charlotte, North Carolina, was fun as well. Uh, but then out of nowhere, true, uh, the Miz would get distracted by John Gargano, who put on an outfit that looked like Dexter Lewis's stuff that scared the Miz, where our truth would get able to get a roll up, pick up the one, two, three, and pick up a win in front of his home crowd. Again, uh, Dexter Lewis getting in the head of a. Uh, I guess Gargano getting ahead of the Miz this time by dressing up like Dexter Loomis. Uh, also, fun thing that was mentioned in this match: uh, the commentator Kevin Patrick acknowledged that the Miz and our truth were partners at one point, which was back like ten years ago. So it's great to hear them say that they, these two were former friends, and they did this quite a bit in this show, which I was very happy to hear him say. I think that's kind of a great idea to mention the past between some of these superstars in these matches as well. Uh, but overall, an okay match. It was good, but nothing special in this one. Kind of kind of showing off what The Miz is doing right now. And after this match as well, we've seen The Miz and Gargano talking backstage as early in the night, like I mentioned, kind of Sarai got her. Uh, Miz said her and him and Maurice had a card, a good well soon card for Kenneth Ray. Georgiana Gargano then would say, I know what you're trying to do here. Uh, next week, you tell the people what is happening here, or I'm going to tell them. 
and pretty much opened up the card saying you didn't even sign this card and we're, you know, you're so rich why is there money, no money here which is a good laugh as well but overall I thought this whole thing between Gargano and The Miz is going very well interested to see what's going to happen next week as well now I think that's going to be a big thing to see what happens with that but we might see the return of Tommaso Ciampa possibly uh, we'll, again we'll have to wait and see what happens here but very interested to see what's going to happen between The Miz Dexter Loomis, Gargano and possibly Ciampa again that will happen next week Next, we had Austin Theory take on Mustafa Ali. Uh, this was an interesting match as well as, of course, Ali having a little thing with Seth Rollins right now. So he would join the commentary table while the uh, match was about to begin. Uh, this was a good match between these two. Both of them moving very quickly in this match. Moving back and forth. It was a good one overall. As we would, this would come down to the wire. And, of course, another distraction would kind of end up interfering with this match. As Rollins distracts Ali so Theory could trip him up and off the uh, on the top rope and hit his finisher for the win. And again, this is the first win for Austin Theory, and I believe 16 matches. I'm correctly so, if I'm correct on that one. So again, a big, big, uh, different, big advantage here for Austin Theory to finally pick up a win. I think it's his first win with Triple H in charge. So good to see Austin Theory finally get back on the win column. Uh, again, kind of, we were wondering if this kind of had to rebuild his character a little bit because of what with him and Vince the relationship they had and all that stuff. So again. Austin Theory picking up the win in this one thanks to distraction by Seth Rollins. That Rollins is coming after the match and fought uh, with uh, Ali and pretty much that's what ended up ending everything on that one. Also fun to acknowledge that Rollins said that he had a history of theory back from the Thunderdome, which is, again, nice little bit of commentary on that one mentioning the past, showing that uh, two people can be connected to each other even though they're not anymore. So a very, very interesting WWE uh, did that. I do like that they're doing that. But again, Austin Theory picking up a win on Mustafa Ali. And again, Seth Rollins getting involved in this match, building up more with this Ali, uh, setting up another Ali-Rollins uh, match here for the U.S. Championship sooner rather than later. Next, we had Chad Gable taking on Elias backstage. These two got into an argument, leading to Elias and Chad Gable meeting into a match with some of the differences. Uh, again, a great back and forth match between these two. Had a great wrestling match that was all over the place. Uh... A lot of great power action. A lot of great moves by both these guys. Otis uh, uh, tried to come and help out Gable by pulling down the rope so Elias would turn over the outside. Uh, we come back from commercial break. Uh, Elias would get some quick momentum. But then uh, we would see Elias hit his finisher, pick up the win. We'd see Otis then come back in the, in the ring after the match was done. We'd see Otis and Gable beating up on Elias. Uh, then we would see Matt Riddle come out, try to save Elias. Pretty much setting up an, uh, another match, I probably believe, or some sort of match between with Chad Gable and Otis taking on Elias and Matt Riddle. So we'll see what that leads to in the future. But again, good match. Nothing too special to this one as well. Uh, Elias looked a lot better in the ring, I think, in this one than in the last one as well. Kind of getting his ring rust out of the way uh, last week. So again, Elias picked up the win in this one over Chad Gable. And last but not least, we had Amos, who was in another squash match. As this time, he ended up going against four competitors at once. Beat the living hell out of each and every one of them. And ended up picking up the win in this one. Again, I get why they're doing it. Trying to show Amos that how big of a guy he is. How strong he is. How great he is. How much of a threat he can be. Especially going against Braun Strowman here. Uh, but again, another easy victory for Amos. Nothing special in this one at all. As in a couple weeks here. He'll be taking on Braun Strowman at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. But overall, Raw on the night was a good show. It was... Why one of the weaker shows that Triple H has had since he's taking control. But again, overall set up a lot of good things for next week, I believe. Uh, of course, we got to figure out what happened here between the Bailey and Backyard and Nikki Cross thing. Now was Bell uh, Cross now going to be inserted in this title match between these ones since Bailey picked up the win. 
and Bailey and Balor both got the crack kicked out on by Nikki Cross. Well, that uh, caused to a threat now where Cross is going to get involved and make a triple threat match possibly, possibly for Survivor Series. Carl Anderson and Finn Balor put on a great match that went to the end where, again, Rhea Ripley stole the show with a body slam to uh, Luke Gallows, which Finn Balor will be able to pick up the win because of a low blow from Rhea Ripley on Anderson. Again, setting up more, big, building up this rivalry. Going into Crown Jewel, we'll have the Judgment Day taking on the OC. And Carl, actually, one thing I forgot to mention as well, Carl Anderson mentioned that he has somebody in mind to help him take care of Rhea Ripley. So it'll be interesting if we get a returning superstar or somebody to new to come to Monday Night Raw to help out the OC. So we'll have to wait and see. But all speculations right now are leading to Charlotte Flair. So again, we'll have to wait and see who that might be coming here to Raw or if it's somebody already on the roster that... Uh, they can use in that one. So that's another thing to keep an eye on next week. Uh, Johnny Gargano and The Miz, that'll be something to keep an eye on next week as well. The Miz has to tell the truth or Johnny Gargano's going to tell everybody. So what does that got to be? What does it got to do with Dexter Loomis? What does it have to be with Tommaso Ciampa? We'll have to wait and see until next week. We build up the ILV Rollins rivalry for the U.S. Championship. When that title will be defended, it could be at Crown Jewel. It possibly could be at Survivor Series. We'll have to wait and see. And we had Elias and Matt Riddle kind of building up on that thing. It seems like Elias is going to turn on Riddle at some point here. I'm waiting for it. Uh, again, that's something we'll have to wait and see here coming down the line as well. And I'm almost beating living crap out of everybody as we get ready for that, again, match at Crown Jewel as well as I'm also take on Braun Strowman. But again, overall, a good night of wrestling. I thought it, was, it wasn't, again, as entertaining as most nights, but they did leave, leave the show with a lot of things with wondering what's going to happen next week. Again, so we know we're going to have... Uh, uh, the Miz mentioning what happened to him with Dexter Loomis and why what he's keeping a secret and it'll be interesting to see what Nikki Cross looks like next week as well as hopefully we get her on the mic to kind of explain what she did in an interview or something in the ring to kind of set up something up with her being involved in the Raw Women's Championship uh, picture but overall a good night of wrestling happy to watch it I thought it was entertaining I give it a thumbs up if I would say again not one of the better shows that have been happening the last couple months, but it's still a good show. Still more entertaining than it has been in the past, I would say. Earlier this year, you could say. Uh, but again, another good night of wrestling. Another good night of Monday Night Raw. And we'll have to figure out what happens next week on the episode, Halloween episode, I guess we can say, of Monday Night Raw. Which that will be, again, happening on October 31st. But again, another great night of wrestling, and that is all the wrestling I have to talk about. Thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Cold Talk and on Facebook at Cold Talk as well. Again, that is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. Again, that is on all major platforms. That includes... Apple Music, Amazon uh, Music, or Apple Podcast, I should say, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the other major platforms out there. So make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button to get alerts when the episodes come out. Uh, talking about episodes that are going on today, uh, I'm releasing the Raw episode. Before I uh, release that one, I have my sports podcast. is already up, so make sure you listen to that. And that one, I'm talking about what's the World Series, talking about NASCAR playoffs, I'm talking about the first week of the NBA, uh, NFL, college football, UFC 280 was this week. Also, 
Uh, so a lot of great sports action happening right now. I'm talking about all that in that sports podcast. So listen to that if you're interested. Also coming up on Wednesday, I'll talk about the NFL. I'll be talking about what happened here in week seven. And also uh, all the games happening in week eight and my prediction for each one of those games. And also on Wednesday, we'll be talking about NXT and their episode. Thursday, we'll be talking about what happened on AUW Dynamite. On Saturday, we'll be talking about what happened on WWE SmackDown. And also, I'll try to get AEW Rampage. Hopefully, I can watch that this week so we can talk about that as well. And we'll come back right back to Tuesday. We'll be talking about Monday Night Raw once again and my sport podcast happening that day as well. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening here today. I appreciate it. Don't Again, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button. I am your host, Cole Martins, and you guys all have a great day.